What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are overthinking MTG as we generally do. And uh, with that, we are going to go ahead and look at a random magic card. I'm booting it up right now. I have never seen this before. Um, all right. We are looking at Molten Slag Heap. It is a land from Time Spiral. It looks like it's also been reprinted in a number of Commander products. Um, and it is a land that comes into play untapped. Take a note of that. That's pretty pretty darn cool. Um, you can tap it to add one generic mana to your mana pool. All right. Um, or, or there are two other abilities on it. You can pay one generic, tap, put a storage counter on Molten Slag Heap. Or you can pay one, tap it, remove X storage counters from Molten Slag Heap, add X mana in any combination of black and or red to your mana pool. That's interesting. I like this. Um, I like this a lot, actually. There have been a couple of cards over the years that have tinkered with storage counters. Um, and generally speaking, the idea of banking mana for later is something that I can kind of appreciate. The first instance of this, at least that I'm aware of, I think this may have been the first instance, or, um, but there's a whole sequence of cards called the mana batteries. And what they were, they were artifacts that cost like three to put into play or something like that. And you could tap uh, mana to put like, to put charge counters on them, or they may have been called storage counters. Um, and then in later turns, you could remove those counters to add mana to your mana pool. So the whole idea was, if you have excess mana at the end of your turn, here's a place where you can like sink it um, and just straight up save it for later. Like the, the whole idea is just hold on to it for another turn. Now, Molten Slag Heap um, has a couple of things working against it. Um, well, but at the same time, like it's fine for what it does. So if I'm actually, if I'm running a commander deck and it's running Rakdos and there are some expensive things, like, like a like a dragon deck running Bladewing the Risen or something like that, where I'm going to have to have a lot of black and red um, before too long. Or if I have a situation where I'm running something like Pestilence or Crypt Rats, which I know is a really bizarre... Um, it's, a, it's a weird pull, but I have an, a fond association with it. But in those situations where you can like sink a certain amount of mana later on and um, being able to just... But it has to be of a specific color. Being able to just, throughout the course of the game tick away one mana per turn just to have a more explosive boost later, that's not unplayable. Um, there are a couple of situations, though. There, there's a couple of things about it that are just kind of... Eh. Lands that don't work to their full extent when they first come into play are significantly worse than those that operate just fine when they first come in, which is why the tapped lands that, like the tapped dual lands are throwaway commons that nobody cares about, but the the dual lands that can come into play untapped are incredibly expensive chase rares, um, you, because that's how big of a difference it is. It's a, it's colossal. So the thing with Molten Slag Heap is it does come into play untapped. So if you already have the colored mana that you need in order to cast your spells, and you just need one more, Molten Slag Heap works just fine. So, cool. Um, the only downside is you're only really able to get any benefit out of the extra abilities if you're running a situation where your curve is off. Um, and that's a sign of maybe, well, it can be a sign of poor deck building. Um, it isn't always. Sometimes the draw is just not in your favor. But a lot of, you don't want to have excess mana left over at the end of a turn, generally. Um, and so it would have to be a pretty weird strategy where you'd really be able to leverage this to its full potential. Um, 
Yeah, and the other thing about it is you need to get it down early. If you get this, like, if you top deck this late in the game, it's like it's a real feel bad um, because you just don't have any kind of benefit. Now, the, the other the other situation where I can see this being somewhat useful is in um, decks that run a lot of proliferate. You know, like if I saw somebody drop this in like an Atraxa deck. I wouldn't be mad. I'd be a little confused, but I wouldn't be mad. Um, there are better options. But the thing is, you can throw one storage counter in it and just proliferate the snot out of it, and you get a return on that. Um, you know, it's not wonderful, but yeah, it's not bad. It could be a whole heck of a lot worse. Um, yeah, so there, there's a series of other storage counter lands that I'm aware of that came into play tapped with two storage counters on them, and you could remove a storage counter and get two mana of a particular color. So those were an interesting twist. Um, or, no, they were depletion counters. That was it. And when they ran out of depletion counters, um, they just didn't produce any mana anymore. So they ramped you, like, they were a little burst of speed, and then they just petered out. Molten Slag keeps the exact opposite. So it gives you zero colored mana when it first comes in. Um, it gives you some generic, but if you're using that generic mana, you don't get to tuck anything away. The other problem is, you effectively have to pay two mana to save one for a later turn. And now that I'm looking at that, I'm realizing that maybe this isn't as playable as I had thought. Because in order to put a storage counter on it, you have to tap, you have to pay one mana. And so that could be from some other source. And then you also have to tap Molten Slag Heap. Now Molten Slag Heap is one of your lands. It is producing you mana. So if all of a sudden it can't produce you mana and it soaks up a mana from somewhere else, you're then effectively paying two in order to just bank one for a later turn. That is a crappy investment. Um, you know, the interest rate on that is just really, really high. Um, if I were to tell, you know, I think anybody would understand if I were to give you a, 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 an interest rate with a 50%, um, or, you know, if I was to give you a loan with a 50% interest rate, you wouldn't be too jazzed about it. Um, I know there's some out there that exist, but yeah, you know, you need to avoid those. Um, I think we all understand that. I'm certainly no no financial whiz, but I mean, yeah, that, that, that you don't get a particularly good return on that. So unless you're running situations where you can cheat counters onto it, you're really not going to see much value here. But even then, the land slots in all of your deck, in, in all of your decks, the number of lands you have is limited, and so you need to make them count. And Molten Slag Heap also is... Um, it's really suffering from the fact that it's in black and red. Because when you're dealing with black, you have things like Urborg and Cabal Coffers that are just some of the most insane mana ramp in the game. And then, like, so to be the, like, budget basement version of that, that's a pretty bad spot to be. Because it's going to get outshone all day, every day, without fail. Um, yeah, this is just not worth it. Now, okay, so functionally it's not great. One thing I can appreciate, though, is looking at the card itself, the artwork is gorgeous. So I'm not exactly sure what plane this takes place on, but I think it's Dominaria. I think we're in Shiv here. Um, and the reason that I think that is because part of the slag heap, you'll notice that in the artwork itself, there is a lot... Here, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and zoom in on this. That That's a little too far. There we go. So in the artwork itself, you see a lot of different, what appear to be artifacts um, surrounding like the, some kind of volcanic structure, some kind of, vol, vol, well, it's clearly a volcanic situation. You've got um, flows of lava and you have this, um, you have smoke billowing in the background. So, all right, cool. There's some stuff going on there. But 
there is one structure in the uh, in the background that looks very familiar um, to me specifically. There, there are some other structures, some of them that appear to be skeletal in nature, and some that look like um, insects. So they look like they might be like Phyrexian walkers or Phyrexian creatures of some some sort. And which them being, you know, they're partially made out of metal, so them being like melted down in a forge kind of situation. All right, that makes sense. Um, but this particular structure in the background looks very similar to the uh, the ship that was opposed to um, the weatherlight for a, for a long time, or the, it was like the, the nemesis of the weatherlight. I believe it was called the Predator Flagship. I don't know enough about the lore to really be aware of it, but I do know that there was a five-drop artifact from back in the day that freaking ruled um, that was that. I had a copy, and it was great. I traded quite a bit for it, and I was happy for that. Um, yeah, and it's funny. It actually hasn't aged that well. I have gone back and looked at it recently and went, really? I got excited for that. But anyway, I won a couple games with it, so... Couldn't be all couldn't be all bad, but of course, the Predator flagship was on the side of the bad guys. It was the uh, it, it was the nasty evil thing. So the idea that in time it was defeated and ended up in a slag heap in a Shivan volcano. Okay, like that's pretty cool, and that is a lovely little nod. Um, and whether it's the actual Predator flagship or not, um, I'm not exactly sure. And to be honest, I, it may have a name that I'm not aware of, but I'm pretty sure the card was called Predator flagship. Anyway, um, this is me trying to be all, trying to get my lore on, but uh, I haven't really. I, yeah, I don't know that much, I'll be honest. But I do know that that structure looks very similar to a Phyrexian airship. And um, I'm guessing that's what it is. I'm guessing it's a busted down Phyrexian um airship that is being melted down and that's pretty cool i like that so yeah so this has been molten slag heap i mean the flavor is solid even if the card isn't so that's something i suppose it's not all bad all right guys thanks so much for uh for hanging out this has been an absolute delight as always um yeah you guys are some of my favorite people you can catch me on twitch twitch.tv slash hamhawks 42 you can also check me on twitter at hawks 42 these videos are this particular show is available on youtube as well as wherever you get your podcasts so thank you very much i will catch you guys next time